The contents of this broadcast are provided for informational purposes only and do not constitute legal advice. You're listening to The Labor Law Report, the podcast dedicated to timely HR and employment law news, powered by Personnel Concepts, your compliance partner, with your hosts, Leon Frierson and Stephanie Balicki. If you're looking for the latest in labor law, we've got the report. Hello, listeners. We'd like to welcome you to the Labor Law Report, where we are dedicated to timely HR and employment law news. I'm back as your host, Leon Frierson, the senior regulatory researcher here at Personnel Concepts, and we've got a special episode for you today. Now, in our latest live customer webinar, we hosted a panel of three employment law expert attorneys that answered audience questions on the most critical workplace laws to address and consider in 2022. During the webinar presentation, the Supreme Court decision to block OSHA's vaccine or test mandate was announced, prompting our panel of attorneys to advise employers on the next steps and recommendations based on that news. Listen in and receive insightful guidance from attorneys Jessica Youngs, Christopher Ray, and Jeffrey Fucci. We have the Supreme Court's decision on the COVID mandates that just came out a few minutes ago. So uh, very quickly, the Supreme Court has, in fact, gone ahead and blocked the federal government's uh, vaccine or test requirement for the large workforces. So workplaces of 100 or more employees, that mandate has been blocked. Uh, there was, I think, a uh, three, three-person three dissent, uh, three-justice dissent on that one, but uh, it was uh, blocked. And then on the other mandate that we were looking at, which is for workers at federally funded healthcare facilities, that has been allowed. And we did have a four justice dissent, but that mandate has gone ahead. So that's kind of your breaking news for the moment. Uh, some of the other panelists may have something more to add on that since they're more the, the COVID experts than I am. Yeah, and, and just before they chime in, yeah, we did get that a question about it, actually, which you can see on the screen now. I had to make sure I can, can confirm it before I put it out there and put you guys on the spot to answering about this recent uh, ruling. But yes, Jeff or um, Christopher, if you could chime in on what you think this means for employers, specifically, obviously, those with 100 and plus uh, employees. For, um, I guess I'll chime in first. You know, as as always, it's it's great to see personnel concepts breaking the news before anybody else. So thank you for that. Um, obviously, not having had time to review the actual ruling, my advice is as follows: um, Number one, um, be aware of the fact that this ruling is addressed on the procedural question of does OSHA have the right to impose this mandate, right? So what that means is that the Biden administration may may try other avenues to impose a similar mandate. So I would not, you know, hang up your compliance protocols just yet. Um, Number two, many states have also imposed their own requirements uh, that are analogous uh, to the mandate that OSHA had put out. Uh, So again, I would be very careful to take a look at your state's vaccine requirements, uh, see where they may be uh, similar or different from uh, the OSHA mandate. Um, and just, you know, I I am very skeptical that this will be the end of the Biden administration's efforts to get some kind of a private employer vaccine mandate in place. Uh, but I welcome Jessica and Jeff's thoughts on that point as well. 
I just want to, to, to add, I just want to say that I agree with everything everybody said. I also got the breaking news alert, and it's frightened me because so much of what I said in the beginning was in the pre-Supreme Court ruling context. But to Christopher's point, there are many levels of regulation, and I also stand by the recommendation that the best practice is to continue to follow the general spirit of the vaccine and testing mandate. It will lead to a safer workplace. It is being pushed by uh, many entities at many levels down to local municipal governments. In, in my travels in New England, as we you know, alluded to, I've seen some cities up here that have very strict rules uh, in the city itself. New York, which is, is also near to where we are, has incredibly strict rules um, for both uh, workplaces and also places where the public go, um, you know, restaurants and, and, and things of that nature. And uh, if you can believe it, at certain certain places, we don't see as much as in America, but even right up to the border, I just found out a few days ago in Canada, there's there's a province that actually is not even allowing inside dining in the entire province. So they're right next to us here in the uh, Northeast. They're our neighbor. The best practices for health and safety would still be to try to follow the spirit, I believe. And you will likely see most likely, to Christopher's point, probably in response to the Supreme Court ruling, you may even see some um, states and local governments now stepping up and stepping quicker. They're a little bit more nimble as governmental entities to sort of make things happen. And the health and safety aspect of this does fall in, within traditional state powers. So, so you may live in a state where in response to the, the, the Supreme Court's decision, the, the local government or the state government or the county government, uh, depending on where you are, steps in and enforces or creates their own uh, similar policy that maybe they didn't have to do that before, but they'll be they'll be doing it now probably in response. So there'll be more breaking news, I think, in the days ahead. And I recommend trying to check uh, a reliable source to find out what the status is where you are. All right. Thank you all. And thank you, Jessica, for bringing that up. What perfect timing. <laughs> Thanks, Christopher and Jeff, for, for your additions there. Thanks so much to everyone who submitted questions for today's session. And thanks to our panel for taking the time to answer them. The contents of this podcast are provided for informational purposes only. All topics and scenarios discussed are general in nature and do not constitute legal advice. If legal advice or other expert assistance is required, the services of a competent professional should be sought. Personnel Concepts and the hosts of the Labor Law Report specifically disclaim any and all liability arising directly or indirectly from the reliance on or use of the contents of this podcast.